0: This is episode two of the Matt Life Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Esterweeman. The Matt Life Podcast is a podcast where wrestling and faith collide. Today, we have the privilege of having a conversation with Ashley Sword, who is the head coach of Life University. She coaches the women's wrestling team there. We had a great conversation. We talked about women's wrestling in general, we talked about her faith journey and her story and how that impacts her coaching. We talk about life, you a little bit in her girls, and then we kind of dive into the world team trials. Um, if you want to, you can skip ahead to about minute thirty-two, but I also think you would be missing a lot. She has a lot to offer. She has a lot of great things to say. I think you'll enjoy it. Take a listen.
1: Hello. Hey
0: Ashley, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm super pumped for this weekend, actually.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, too. I'm going to be pretty tired, but I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. Um, how are you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I um, I mean, my symptoms are are gone. Like, I don't have a fever, but I get it takes about as much time for me to get ready as it does for me to need to lay in bed again. So, um, it'll be, it'll be an in it, but I still have four days until, until we, uh, you know, head out. So, um, hopefully I'll be able to go a little longer than that by the time the tournament starts.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, how many, uh, girls are you guys taking down there?
1: So we have three athletes that are going, we were going to have a fourth, um, but Jordan, 72 kilos just isn't just isn't the weight for her right now she's our 170 pounder she wrestled 76 at trials and so it's just she's too, too small for her uh for where she's at so uh so she's not going to be wrestling but um Peyton's going Brianna Kellen's going and then um Ari Naylor's going as well
0: uh, yeah. yeah that'd be a lot of fun to watch some scrap that's for sure yeah it's
1: um, gonna be awesome
0: And now are all your girls on campus?
1: So, no, we actually don't move in until September 27th. We're on the quarter system because of the chiropractic programs. Um, And so we have a much later start. Our first day of class isn't until October 4th.
0: Okay. Um, Well, which that's kind of nice for you as far as the COVID stuff, like being able to. Like it would kind of suck having the girls in there at this point, and then having to deal with that would be a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it it's definitely it's definitely been helpful uh, that they're that they're not here. Um, not that I don't want them to be here, but you know, it's it definitely helps out significantly that we've got got some time here. So.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you, uh, you're getting married soon, correct?
1: Yep, yeah, October 16th. So glad to be sick before then too. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, no, <kidding. laughs>
1: now, six weeks out isn't exactly optimal, but it's, it's better than three weeks out or, you know, can- having to cancel the, cancel the wedding and all the ceremony and everything. Um, now, not to say he's getting out of getting married. Like if we were to have COVID, it'd be like, all right, well, I guess we're signing this paper and we'll have a party later. But <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so it's it's definitely less bad than it could be. But I would still say suboptimal is a way to I mean, getting COVID at all is is pretty pretty suboptimal. Um, but if it's going to happen now, better now than than later.
0: Yeah, I got it right before our uh, season last year. Um, at the high school, but then I ended up getting uh, shingles. Oh, which, wow. Which was terrible. Like, right? so that put me out for a while. And then, I mean, even at the end of the year, it's like showing moves. I was like, this should not be this
1: hard. No. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I got lucky. Well, I say I got lucky. I think it's hard to know. Um, I think that Christian and I were both sick back in um, back in late February, because I mean, I, in, of 2019, um, no, not 19. Goodness. My years are all running together of 2020 because we went to conference and then I had just had surgery. So I just thought I didn't feel well because I had had surgery two weeks before and then, you know, coached at a conference tournament and he was super sick, had 104 degree fever. Um, I was not the most empathetic the first day as we were driving home because I didn't know that he was sick, sick. I just thought he was being melodramatic. And then we got back to the house and his mom said, oh, he has a 104 degree fever. I was like, oh, yes, I better apologize later. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it was all he I mean, he was sick for days. I Again, I lost my taste at that point, but I didn't – that was before the shutdown because the shutdown didn't happen until the second week of March. So I thought I was sick. I didn't think – I didn't think COVID because why would we think COVID? COVID wasn't real at that point. You know what I mean? I feel like things – well, I mean, not in my universe. That was – things uh, escalated very quickly. So, I mean, but – we we didn't get sick last year we made it through the season a lot of our girls had 26 matches like we had a full season everybody made it to nationals everybody made it to trials and it was like all right well that was exhausting um but we we were we managed to make it work i just super excited to do it again
0: yeah that's awesome <laughs> so you have a you have a pretty good class coming in and some pretty awesome transfers um should be a fun year for you guys. I'm excited to kind of see how that happens. One question I did have for you is, um, I mean, you're pretty open about your faith and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you kind of walk us through like when that became real for you? And then um, also after that, like with your new girls coming in and things like that, like how do you use like your faith? Like how does that change how you coach? and impact um, the girls around you and even the coaches around you and staff and things like that.
1: Right. So, I mean, I guess, so I'm, I'm not, I know that I'm not alone and that um, my faith journey has been rocky. I know that that's not a, that's not a new experience for anyone. Um, You know, I, I really, (sighs) Gosh, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say, oh, you know, back when I was 16, but, you know, starting back when I was 16, like I, I, you know, had my, had my altar call moment. I, you know, took Jesus into my heart and I, that was something that was very real for me. I also got very hurt by the, by people within the church at the time. Um, and it's so interesting because in my head, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this earlier because I was thinking like kind of getting myself mentally prepared, you know, for us to talk and so much of how I was treated was negatively because, because I was wrestling, because I was wrestling against boys. And I was told that I was sending boys to hell because I was letting them, and forcing them to be inappropriate because I was making them wrestle me and, and things like that. Um, so that was really hard. And then I had people, um, you know, people within my family, my mom's, my mom's second husband, um, he, I felt like he very much used, used the church, like use the Bible as a weapon, um, as opposed to a blanket, um, which I think was very difficult for me. Um, I, my, my, biological father's not in my life in any way and so it was very hard for me to come to terms with my stepfather like saying certain things and but was you know being verbally abusive to myself or my mom or was doing drugs or was an alcoholic and using but also at the same time saying well you should honor me because I'm your stepfather or looking at things that my dad was doing my biological father was doing and saying well I should honor him like honor him like well feel like there, uh, something's missing here. This shouldn't just be like this strict authority, follow the person that's older than you, no matter what. And so there was like a lot that was going on in there um, that was very hard for me to hold on to, I guess, hold on to my faith. Um, it took me a very long time to realize that it wasn't God that hurt me. It wasn't Jesus that hurt me. It was It was humans that hurt me and they were saying things in, in his name, but that doesn't mean that that's, but that doesn't mean that that's who God is, that that was man using that in in a negative way. Um, and so I really, I really was far from God for a long time. Um, and then in 2017, early 2017, um, I got, I got divorced and I really, I really struggled with, um, everything that was happening there. And I felt like, I mean, I, it sounds cliche to say, but I felt like there was this, you know, this emptiness and this hole, and I didn't know what to do. And I was, I was really just desperate and broken. And well, you know, it's, it's that kind of that old saying of your God's going to have you on your knees one way or another. And I was just, just completely broken. And I, I found my way back. Um, and so that's something that that's kind of like the, kind of the long, short story of sort of my journey. Um, and so throughout the past, the past several years, really within my coaching time, um, I really feel like I've, I've grown much closer. I've, grown much closer to God. I, I've been, um, you know, I'm much more active in my relationship with him and trying to get to know him and who he is. And, um, you know, I feel like that really does, that plays into how I coach and who I am and with my athletes, because I feel like no matter what, there's nothing that I can do that. I mean, the Bible tells us there's nothing that we can do. That'll separate us from the love of God. Like, God loves us he does and my job is to is to love everybody else my job is to put other people before myself and so that's what I do with my athletes I love them first and I and at the end of the day that's it and we we just love them um, and it's the same thing with Christian um, if there's anybody that's listening that doesn't know uh, my our our other coach for for the life you women's wrestling team is also my fiance so October 16th Um, we'll have two coach Flavins, I guess, technically, um, (laughs) though, no, no one calls me coach sword. They all call me coach Ashley and they all just call him Flav. So I guess we're basically the same. Um, but we'll have two coach Flavins, but you know, our, our job is to, is to love them and to love each other. Our job isn't to judge them. We, we help guide them however we can. Um, you know, our women's wrestling is such a diverse group of people and we have people of all. Um, you know, all spectrums of life on our team, uh, regardless of it might be, it might be like a gender identity, it might be some different faiths, different ethnicities, different, you know, cultures, different races, like we have every single person on the face of the planet, it feels like is represented within our team. And my job is just to love them. And so that's what we do. And we, um, I actually stole it from Kevin Black, not the love, like, obviously, we love them. I didn't steal that from Kevin. Um, But Kevin really talked to us. Um, And if you haven't spoken with Kevin yet, Kevin Black is awesome. And I think he would be great to have on here. Um, But Kevin was talking to the team about the difference between being nervous um, and being excited and sort of that that different part is fear and what what drives out fear and that idea of love driving out fear um, loving what you do helps drive out that fear and loving the people that you're with helps drive that out and so that's something that as a team that we've really latched on of the we're excited to be here we love to wrestle we love each other we support each other you know we we want what's best for each other we're going to love you no matter what win or lose we're going to love you no matter what good day, bad day, we love you. And that takes away a lot of the fear of the performance because, you know, at the end of the day, we, we all just want to be loved. And so we're we're trying to instill that in the team.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. And that's so true. Like, one, that just sucks, though. I think I've been navigating a little myself, like, when Christians use the Bible to hurt others. Like, right now, I think that happens a lot in our culture and it's super unfortunate like whether that's political even with the whole vax anti-vax it's just like what it's um, sometimes it's almost embarrassing and it's just like wait you just want to I've almost felt like sometimes it's like do I need to go to that person and kind of fix you know like what just (laughs) happened it's like That's not true. Please quit saying those kind of things that are, like you said, are very hurtful or they use um, Christianity kind of basically in vain, really, which is super unfortunate because a lot of damage has been done. And I think even in the last five years, you're seeing more and more of that. And that's super unfortunate. But um, it's got to be also, it's got to be a blessing to have a guy like Omi like a counterpart right in the men's program, like from what I've seen, it just seems like he's a pretty big, um, in his faith as well. And you mentioned, um, Kevin Black, like, man, it sounds like there's quite a branch of people that love Jesus and love the sport of wrestling. And that's, that's awesome to see. Cause wrestling's just different. It really is. The community of it's different, but like you talked about, there's so much with the women, there's so much, um, diversity like even in your team I see that but even like the stories are so different now or not necessarily you don't quite have that as much with the guys because it's so in-depth but you're seeing girls that you know they start as freshmen sophomores in high school and they're on the national level they're doing fantastic like but then you've also seen girls that have come up all the way through and all they've done is wrestle boys their whole life, you know? And like you had, you talked a little bit about um, there's a lot, there was quite a bit of pushback. I think it's getting better and better. Um, But even like, even with my own daughter, I have an eight year old that's wrestling and in the area, like we just got girls this year, but For the most part, we're having to travel quite a bit to see girls, or to even get high-level wrestling, and and yet, like I think, even young boy, young guys are trying to figure out, like, okay, what does this look like? Because I think they've been told for a long time, no, that's something that you're not supposed to do. It's like, well, there right now, there really isn't any other option,
1: (laughs) right? I mean, it, it, it is tough and it's, it's, I think it's tough for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, it is exciting to see. So one, it is exciting to see where these, where these athletes are coming from, right? Like we were talking about athletes that are on our team. So Peyton was a phenom coming out of high school, right? She placed at the U S open as a high school senior and was, you know, a bright the bright one of the bright shining stars of that graduating class coming out of high school. Um, and then you've got you've got someone like Jordan Nelson who um had, hadn't had that experience coming out of high school. She had had only gone to one national tournament. She was an all-American because there were nine girls in the weight class and she fell on the right side of the bracket. And she ended up being a national champion, you know, going two and two an Olympic trials. And now we're, we're fortunate she she's getting to train up at Iowa with with the Brands Brothers and she's a part of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Like that climb in itself is amazing. Um, and so those are two very different experiences, but also within those experiences come so many other things, right? Having to – Peyton's from Nevada. So what does that maybe look like as a female in Nevada versus Jordan grew up in southern Georgia and a female on a southern Georgia team at, at a heavier weight class? Like what does that look like? And trying to trying to help those athletes as they get into college and, you know, have – feel feel good about their experiences and feel good about moving forward and you know like I I wrestled 140 in high school I didn't want to wrestle boys like those were grown men at that point that wasn't that wasn't a good day for me ever right and I mean Joe wrestled you know 190 five I think is the weight class in high school I I forget uh the girls weight classes are so different across every state I just I don't remember um but you know, for that's a, that's even worse than 140. I feel like, like to be Mm -hmm. a heavyweight, you know, woman and Joe's African-American. So she's a heavyweight woman in Southern Georgia on a boys wrestling team. Like, okay, that sounds like a rough day. Um, and then, you know, we have, we have athletes who, who have, you know, like you said, are coming through all these things and I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from the the boys and the the difficulty because it is it is hard. Like oh, this is I've been told that this isn't okay. My mom keeps telling me to stop, you know, picking on my sister. Or you know, my sister and I get in a fight and I get in trouble because I'm I'm the brother and I shouldn't pick on my sister. And now and now I'm supposed to wrestle this girl and it's supposed to be okay. And so I I understand that that is that is tough. But I think that's also something you know in society that we need to we need to talk about. Like hey in general, as, as humans, it's never okay to put your hands on somebody, you know, in a regular setting on the mat, obviously we're, we're in a sport and it's different, but male versus female, females versus male, like humans should not put hand on human out of anger. That is not okay. Um, and, you know, start, start talking to, start talking to our, our boys and our sons about, Hey, this is, this is the difference between, a regular life situation and a sporting situation, um, and you know, really kind of kind of looking at those things. Um, I Terry Steiner, I think, said it better than anyone could ever have said it. Um, though I, I don't know, Terry, Terry's very dry. If anyone hasn't heard uh, Coach Steiner speak, he, he has a very dry <laughs> uh, sense of humor, to say the least. Um, when, you, when you can get him to start start chatting. Um, but one of the things that he he said was, you know, often we'll hear the number one thing that that parents or coaches say is, well, I wouldn't, I don't want my my son touching a girl that way or in an inappropriate way, or I wouldn't want my daughter being touched inappropriately by a boy that way. And then his response was, so you're okay with a boy touching your son inappropriately that way? Like if it's if it's not inappropriate for the two. Boys to wrestle and that be okay, then why is it inappropriate to to add a girl to the mix? And I think, I think that's a really um, I don't want to say it's a novel viewpoint because it makes sense to me. Um, but I think saying it very bluntly that way is something a lot of people haven't heard before.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's something that, especially as my daughter has um got more and more involved, even at a young age, it's like it's just not, and even me, I've wrestled, I I can remember being at a Nebraska camp. 15 20 years ago and I don't remember the guy's name but he was from Europe somewhere and his daughter was there training and I ended up being her partner it's like that's the last thing on your mind really I mean right if you love the sport you're trying to get better they're trying to get better you're not and I'm sure there's people that are like that but it's like well you it's just not a thought that you have
1: right I mean, right. Not, I mean <laughs> no you it just you just don't I mean there are there are terrible people all over right and and i think unfortunately in the wrestling world we're very aware that there have been some some pretty horrible people in our sport um and i think we all know that but for the most part like if you're there to wrestle you're like you're there to wrestle and so i i I personally don't see what what the problem is um so
0: and even while we're on this topic and this i hadn't planned on ever saying anything but kind of what happened with the gymnastics kind of even as a coach that wants to pursue coaching with girls like there's a part of me it's like how do we put a protective blanket around these clubs and have have a place a safe place for for girls that I mean we just saw we saw so many lives of gymnasts and club coaches being displaced and things like that, that had no business being coached. And it's I, I really haven't thought about it a ton, but it's like, what is that going to look like for people to be like, okay, we got to make sure that we have a safe place for, for all these girls when, when push comes to shove with some of these clubs and different things. And I mean, I think we're a ways from that, but I mean, it just wrecked gymnastics and it's super sad to see, but Sorry, I kind of just something that came to mind right now, but um but yeah, all I'm right. excited to see where the sport goes. It's I man, it's been awesome already to see like Nebraska just we had like 110 high school teams commit to having girls teams. Um and it got sanctioned this year, so it'll be fun to see what happens with club and at the high school level and all that.
1: No, it's exciting to see how much it's grown, and I mean, it's really grown so exponentially in the past couple of years. Um, when I when I graduated from high school back in two thousand one, there were three colleges with women's wrestling, and there were only four thousand girls that wrestled, or that at least were, you know, somehow registered, had done weight certs, I suppose, um, to, like in the country. And so to see where we were two decades ago. Um, in some ways it doesn't, it feels like we should be a lot farther, but if we look at just the tremendous growth in the past two years that we've had, um, I think, I think that's pretty amazing. And I think it does, it comes from having, it comes from having good people involved and it comes from having the, the right people who are willing to, to stand up for what's right involved And in this, and in. Like this case in the simplest terms, right? It's hey, these girls deserve an opportunity to wrestle. Wrestling is an amazing thing, and it it provides all of these life lessons. And so, why wouldn't we want to give that to fifty percent of the population? Like, why would you hold people back from that? And then, but then to your point of how do we how do we protect our girls? And then I would I would argue also how do we protect our boys? Because yeah, very
0: much. uh, Um,
1: you know, I think I think. The, the boys get overlooked sometimes because we don't we especially we don't want to talk about it with the girls but we really don't want to talk about it with the boys like having those good people involved and having people who aren't afraid to stand up and say hey right is right and wrong is wrong and what is happening is wrong and not being afraid of losing a job or not being afraid of losing a position or you know even if they are afraid just saying no this is what's right or this is what's wrong. And we need to make sure that we do whatever we can for our athletes. And I think we have coaches who are becoming – and athletes as they become coaches who are becoming more empowered in their voices to say like – no, this is, this is the line and I'm willing to stand up and fight for where this line is. And we're going to make sure that we protect our athletes and give them what they need, whether that's an opportunity on the mat, whether that's a safe place to be, to be heard and not have to worry about repercussions or not have to worry about a predator. Like we're going to stand up and protect our athletes and protect their best interest. Um, I, I think that, I think that having, more vocal leadership is definitely something that's been helpful in the growth of women's wrestling specifically, but will also help carry us in the future of just, Hey, we're going to, we're going to stand up for what's right, no matter what. And I think that's really important.
0: Very much so. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. I know. And my story, like with my daughter was always kind of funny because she would, For a while we had noticed, like, man, she's been acting out, like, what's up with that? And then it's like, Wow, I've been fine. And so all of a sudden it's like, let's bring her on Fridays. We have our pre meet kind of stuff. And she started connecting with some of the different guys. And we I had nephews that wrestled, and all of a sudden, like one day she's like, We had our home invite, and she's like, I'm wrestling tomorrow. It's like, Well, that's not how it works, but (laughs) but but so we held her out of that. She was going to practice the next week, about halfway through our season. But then she was in dance and gymnastics. So it's like, get a practice here or there. And then uh, all of a sudden we kind of dove into it um, a couple of years later. But I, it became pretty clear. I mean, she's very tough. She loves wrestling. And she, at the time, I don't even think she realized, like, girls or boys, things, but as mm-hmm. she, there's just some for me it was an eye-opener because she is super tough pound for pound but there were just some kids that it's like at the end I'm like I'm just glad she didn't get hurt mm-hmm. like and that I mean she just got beat up and kept coming and kept coming which was fun to see but at the same time it's like holy crap yeah there's a it's a huge difference <laughs> you know it's just <laughs> like like uh, okay and so we kept trying to find the opportunities and we've had to do some traveling, but along the way, and we've been met some awesome people and it's just been fun to see, um, you know, the next generation of wrestlers, high schoolers, you know, cadet, really all the way up into seniors. There's been different girls that have just kind of grabbed a hold of her. And it, like, I don't think she has any idea how lucky she is, but it's been awesome. And with that, have you, uh, have you had a chance to take a look at any of the weights at World Trials or any of that stuff?
1: I did. I actually have the entry list pulled up. Let me make sure I, I'm i trying not to disconnect us. I need to make sure that I'm smarter than my phone, um, which is sometimes problematic. Um, so I, I was going to pull it up so that way we could, we could go through it. Um, I was not to completely – I'm not dodging your question. We'll go back to it, but I just – I think I'm so happy for you to talk about your experience with your daughter and all of the the ways that people have, you know, how athletes have grabbed onto her because that's, that's I think, something that's pretty amazing about wrestling in general. But I know, and again, I can only speak for women's wrestling because I'm a female wrestler and that's where I've been involved. Um, but I see it some in men's wrestling, um, but, I mean, since – since day one, I, I mean, I tell the story that, uh, Trisha Saunders, when she was one of the Olympic team coaches, like I wasn't the Olympian that year, but it didn't matter. She helped me out. And she was, she was trying to help make me better. And then like, we'll go to tournaments and we start talking like it's old days. And I fangirl because I'm like, Oh, Trisha Saunders knows who I am. And she finally looked at me and was, and said, Ashley, It's, it's been like, it's been almost 20 years, you're gonna have to get over this at some point. And so, um, but, but just that, but it's, it's just, I think, we, we all do that. And, and I love that about, about our sport. It's just something that's pretty amazing to me. So um, I'm really excited that your daughter's having that experience. And I'm, I also am happy to say, I don't think that's a unique experience, um, which I think is something that makes, you know, what's happening very, very special. Um, so random trials. I think we're gonna see a lot of things um like play out.
0: Now in the US, I feel yeah, like so. there is
1: there is a lot of wrestling happening right now and, and a lot of like really successful, like the US is being really successful right now, which is awesome. So like you said, world team trials, uh U23s, senior worlds, and then we're rolling right into college season. And so we're right, we're right back into the thick of things and um, I will say that I am very excited personally, one, um, that, that we're having season always excitement because, you know, after last year, always a question mark, but, um, you know, national duels is back, which is exciting. Um, national duels is back for D one. It's, it looks a little different, but there's a national duels for D one team. So that's really cool. And then, um, women are going to be represented at the Midlands tournament for the first time ever this really? year. Yeah. I didn't
0: know that. That's yeah. awesome.
1: So, uh, we're starting to see, see the schools that'll be, um, be represented. Um, I, again, um, like we're, we're going, which is part of the reason why I know that it, that it exists. And so, uh, just really excited to have our athletes out there on that stage, um, and get that exposure and that experience. And, um, it'll be, there's just a lot of really cool things happening with wrestling. So, um, happy, happy to see where everything's going for sure. Mm
0: and uh and i'm hoping that with like the girls has has gotten more exposure with at the tr- at the different trials at um juniors at u23 um i'm really hoping that some of that excitement carries over for some of these girls at a uh, at the college level i know i know i'll be paying a lot more attention um i i cut, got in right at the end of last year but Man, I'm 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 excited for these girls that continue to grow and for the just the um the depth of the sport even at the college level um, that will continue to grow and make make those tournaments and stuff even that much more exciting. So that'll be that'll be a blast. But yeah, there's a good run of wrestling here and it's fun to see whether it be flow, whether it's rocking, whether it's um what that looks like, but to continue to just being able to watch this sport has been a lot of fun. So,
1: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. And I think, um, I think our, like you were talking about getting these, these college women, some more exposure. Um, You know, my job as a coach, and I I like to think that I do a pretty good job um, of just, getting stuff out there right resharing things posting things making it making it known being very intentional with how we how we market our athletes and market our teams. And I think that, you know, other, like, I would love to see that more from, from some other coaches and I would love to see that more from our fans. So not to, not to put any pressure or responsibility on you, but you know, if you see something in college women's wrestling, and I know that you do anyway, but like, just, just share the heck out of it. Just keep, keep putting it out there and, and make it, make it a big deal. Have watch parties for, for women's duels when they're streaming, have, have watch parties. I mean, when, when, uh, when, when there, we have big matches, big women's matches, we'll have team watch parties, uh, where we're watching worlds or when Jordan wrestled at the Hawkeye wrestling club showdown open that card that was last year. Um, you know, our team had a watch party. So have watch parties for college duels, like make it an experience for these younger girls that are in high school or middle school, make them fans. And then that'll help. Keep pushing things forward yeah so, absolutely no pressure no pressure it's all on you
0: oh uh, we've as, uh, as
1: a fan of the sport
0: i've uh we've watched a lot we've watched a lot a lot of girls wrestling in the last six months my uh my daughter's all about it and we're trying to decide we were planning on going to nationals but now it's like do we want to do that or do u.s open because U.S. opens <laughs> in Vegas, and so we're talking about doing that, but we'll figure it out. Because I think that's the same weekend as Big Tens, and Big Tens are in Lincoln. And so if that's the case, that's going to be tough to miss. But, but no, yeah, it's exciting. And, I like, I even enjoy now – I try to share even, like, commits and stuff like that. Like, that's a big deal for these girls. And, I mean, they deserve to be celebrated. Um, I'm usually pretty, like, genuine when that kind of it's getting to the point, like, even for my daughter and I our, our wives, it's like, we kind of are just really, really getting into it big, watching as much as we can. It's like, oh, crap, those guys wrestle each other this round. <laughs> like, right. like, how do we, it's like, how do we decide? Like, it was, and um, we've gotten pretty close with, like, uh, uh Kylie Welker, my, her and my daughter have really hit it off, and like they FaceTime and stuff like that. But, um, it's kind of funny. We've talked a little bit about like Macy really got my daughter into the sport. Like we were watching cadets. Um, we, when she was in the finals that year and, uh, she got to stay up later in the middle of the night, even as young. And so like we watched her at, we watched them wrestle in Omaha for juniors in November. Um, and stuff like that, and now, like, it's kind of funny that, like, my daughter and Kylie have become buds, and it's like, uh, yeah, sorry about that, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, it'll be fun to cheer for you now, <laughs> like, we don't have to worry about that, and we joke about it, but it's it's been fun to see these girls continue to mature and grow, and even kind of embrace, like, put on their shoulders a little bit, about, like, I want to be a part of really helping this sport get exposure to another level Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's been fun to see different level girls grab a hold of that whether that be veterans or the up-and-comers and things like that so it'll be exciting um thank you so much for uh your time this went farther a little longer than i thought but man that was a really fun conversation i'm excited to uh follow you girls i'm excited to see you coach um i've been thankful for even your interactions and continue what you do for the sport and what girls um thank you for that uh get healthy um enjoy your wedding um if you need to shame people to get them to finally send in their reservations that's probably the best way to do (laughs) that i think
1: i think we i think we finally i think we finally have gotten a handle on it i think i have (laughs) I think I have three or four left that I haven't heard from, um, but I figure three or four I can figure out. Uh, Eighty I cannot figure out, um, and that was all happening at the same time that I got sick, so it was just a lot at one time. I'm sure my increased blood pressure was good for my uh, for my COVID recovery, so it's fine. Thanks, thanks everyone. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm sure but... gardening's not tough with because uh, you have a green thumb, right?
1: I do but it's just it's I mean it's summer in Georgia and again I can't I can't get out of bed for more than 15 minutes at a time so forget gardening like I can't I was even... gonna
0: say I was like <laughs> that with COVID it's probably about impossible
1: no I just I've been looking at pictures of flowers on Instagram <laughs> in between in between re-watching oh, and binging yeah. Doctor Who and long naps so um I'm doing I'm doing the best I can with what I've got um but no thank you so much for having me um I really appreciate I appreciate you taking taking the time not just to talk to me but to you know to be involved and to share and you know i i kind of my last thought to leave you with and to leave everybody with is i remember um when i was pretty i mean i was 19 so pretty young but early days at the olympic training center and terry steiner telling us all you know you might be the first face and the only face that anyone ever sees of women's wrestling and so make sure make sure what you give is, is a positive thing for the sport, like make sure everyone sees the sport as you want them to see it. And I think I think that our athletes do a really good job of that. And, you know, I appreciate you, you know, sharing, sharing what we've got, because, you know, you might be the only way that some people know that women's wrestling exists through your daughter and through your interactions with the sport. So thank you. Thank you for being proactive. in that it's it is appreciated.
0: I'm sure some people are sick of it, but they better get used to it. uh, (laughs) Yeah. We're not, we're not going away. Yeah, (laughs)
1: absolutely. Yeah. Your Um, daughter's only eight. Wait till she hits high school and starts looking at colleges. Things are going to get really crazy then.
0: She did actually. So, um, body bar or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, We watched that this year and she's like, dad, there's an AU. I'm like, yeah, and she's like, I could wrestle at the same time. And it's like, so I'm pretty sure we're basically committed to that. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm okay. like, I don't know. And then of course there's been other people that have been like, oh, we would coach her, which it's like, well, that didn't help my cause at all. But <laughs> no
1: Great. <laughs> <Right>, we <laughs> no, just have but, to get her to Texas. It's fine. Yes.
0: Um, but uh hopefully we bump into you down in Lincoln. Um and I'm excited for you guys and we'll be rooting for you.
1: Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. We'll be, we'll be hard to miss. We'll be in black and green. So <laughs> yeah, it's not easy, tough. easy to find. So, yep. all right. I- well, you have a good day and um, we'll, we'll see you soon.
0: Yep. Thank you. I'll take care.
1: You too. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. That was a lot of fun for me. Um, why don't you guys go ahead, if you have the opportunity, give Ashley Sword a follow on Twitter. She's like at Ash sword, or even go follow Life University Women's Wrestling um, at LifeUWWR. You can follow them on Instagram as well at LifeUWWR. Um, Ashley Sword is on Instagram is as Ashley Sword, W-W. Go ahead, follow me on Twitter at, at MattLifePodcast. Um, on Instagram, it's at The Matt Life Podcast. Um, my personal handle is at W-I-E-M-S-1-9. I would love to interact with you guys. If you guys have any, any people you have in mind that you would love to hear their face story and just have a discussion with wrestling with, let me know. Give a shout-out. Um, follow these girls. Go ahead and subscribe. Right now I know I'm on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, um, Soon to come, it should be on every every place that you can listen to podcasts. I'm thankful for you guys listening. Thank you for your support. Have a great day.